0: day i heard americans will spend about two billion dollars on flowers yeah when trump heard that he tried to sell the white house rose garden to pay for the wall (laughs) rearranging the finances you get money for the wall we mentioned earlier that if you simply say are you in favor of physical barrier where it's necessary other technologies where it's necessary little humanitarian aid for the downtrodden you got 66 percent of americans say absolutely the idea that the wall is immoral, we build fences not, or build bridges, not walls. That's, that's just hogwash, man. That's just crap spouted by a tiny percentage of the population. You put it in a mix of reasonable border control methods. Everybody likes it. Democracies
1: don't deal well with nuance, Mm-mm. which is probably a good transition into the conversation about the various homeless stories that are out there right now because there's, there's nuance to this, too. Are you either, you know, uh, round them up and get them out of here, or are you a compassion for all they deserve our help person? Well, there's all kinds of in-between gradations of the homeless thing. Are you you kind or are you a brute? Exactly. And you look at an encampment of homeless people. God, there's a one on on my way home that in theory has a bike path along it. I never see bikes on there anywhere. Not anymore. anymore. Who's going to ride their bike along there, past that homeless camp? You don't know who the hell is in there. Um, some of them are crazy. Some of them are drug addicts. Some people just don't want to work. There's there's all kinds of different. So how are you going to help that crowd? I don't know. And if you provide help, do you just attract more? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. It would seem. Yeah. In every case. Well, how do you end that cycle?
0: Well, as you pointed out, if you have, if you're running City X, and it can be, you know. Anything from Seattle to San Diego and anything in between. You got CityX. You got fifteen hundred homeless people. You enact really good, solid programs to help fifteen hundred homeless people. You will have thirty three thousand or twenty five hundred homeless people within six months because of the presence of those programs. Um, and where that ends, I don't know. Um, and everybody's trying different stuff, but you know, the there's a story from the Chronicle that I want to, the San Francisco Chronicle, I need to tell you about in a minute, but it makes it clear that it's all about subtleties. I mean, not only is it not you're either a, a, a hard ass or a kind person, it's a complicated mess.
1: So there were a number of liberal cities in America that had had enough with homelessness, and for the first time, we're actually going to try to do something about it because enough businesses, and tax-paying citizens were complaining.
0: Well, I would, I would say they had enough with certain behaviors.
1: Right. You, you don't get to hang around, um, you know, pestering me for money outside, or pestering people for money outside of my business because no, people aren't going to come in my business. You don't
0: get to poop outside my restaurant and then sleep in the doorway during lunch hour. But anyway, so a court
1: ruled at a high level that that's a free speech issue. You get to pester people for money. So the cops, who were doing something for like a cup of coffee, had to stop, which is a big problem. This actually came up at a meeting yesterday that I am uh, familiar with, with business leaders and law enforcement. And I learned this, which I didn't know before. So um, someone I know uh, had witnessed a uh, obviously out of their mind on something intoxicated homeless person harassing some Boy Scouts children. Oh, my gosh and it was in the and the kids looked really worried and like what do we do with this guy and he was saying crazy stuff and just acting crazy mm-hmm. like you know you see it all the time right Often, sometimes they're harassing a park bench they're so out of their mind either crazy or on drugs or whatever uh, uh, this person called the police didn't know what to do then the homeless person went to attacking her and threatening her when the police got there she explained what happened they said well there's just aren't there aren't enough places for the homeless to go around here What was the response? Wow! To harassing children and threatening a woman. Wow! Learned yesterday. So if
0: I if I pay a house payment every month or a rent check, and I do that, I'm a criminal. Oh, absolutely. I'm I am a public enemy, and I'm dealt with. But if I don't have a rent check, then well, what are you going to do? Here's part of that is soft headed idiocy. I'm telling you. Part of the problem. Sorry to be harsh.
1: As was described by a someone high up in law enforcement. Here's the problem, why we can't do anything. If we go and talk to them, and they claim we're harassing, then we end up in a court case, and they all have lawyers. Because that there are now enough lawyers provided, and the homeless people know it, they have legal representation, and they can immediately cause a problem for the city and say, I was harassed by that police officer. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, whether right or wrong, you know how lawsuits go. You get bogged down in that. You got to write a check to get out of it. Yeah, you got to write a check to get out of it. And the yeah. homeless people know have legal representation mm. that will step forward and represent them and say the police were harassing them. Right. So the police don't go and talk to them.
0: Yikes what are you they're do? afraid to
1: now and so now what this particular city is doing you got to move it's the the particular city is offering i'm sure paid for by the taxpayer um de-escalation training for citizens so if you encounter a homeless person' acting crazy it's on you to de-escalate
0: the situation here's how to beg them not to hurt you and your children
1: right if they're acting crazy and hope that it works we're in a crazy town. We're into Crazyville.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if there's any sane response other than no, flight. No, exactly. Honestly, exactly. Yeah. Wow, that's insane. So the uh, San Francisco Chironical, which is uh, left depraved as they used to say, uh, Evan Sernovsky, who, who sounds a little Russian by uh, unfortunate coincidence, uh, but uh, Evan has written a very interesting piece indeed about. Um, a a survey done by the Department of Homelessness and Supportive Housing for the city of San Francisco. Um, Eight out of ten people living in cars and RVs in San Francisco don't appear interested in moving into permanent housing. Only half of the car campers want help from city programs. Um, So half the people, oh, that includes the RV people, don't want our services, said city homeless czar Jeff Kositsky. And therein lies one of the biggest challenges facing San Francisco and other cities dealing with a growing number of curbside campers. They say this is not the same group that we find living in tents. Not that either are good, but living in an RV is not nearly as bad as living in a tent under the freeway. I would, I would uh, concur. And they talk about the many hundreds of vehicles being used as homes throughout the city of San Francisco um, and how it has spread Found three types of vehicle campers. <clears throat> Again, it's all about the nuances. People who are highly vulnerable and in need of homeless assistance. These people tend to be in vehicles that are unregistered, uninsured, and in disrepair. Then there are people who are homeless but prefer their vehicles to shelters. Then I would.
1: I absolutely would. I can't imagine how awful it would be to be in a homeless shelter. You're in with mentally ill people, drug addicts. Thieves. Certain number of criminals. Right. Who who are either the criminal sort or criminals because they're drug addicts or mentally ill, but you wouldn't want to sleep there. The occasional car, sexual no predator as well. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah,
0: yeah. And people who the other group are people who have other housing options or even live elsewhere, but choose to sleep in their vehicles out of convenience.
1: The guy that harassed my family and and a lot of you listening haven't heard that story. Maybe I'll tell it again someday. The guy harassed my family. He had a uh, a violent history. He'd been in prison before. He's in prison now. Right. Um. That There's that sort on the street. So, God, it's just... There's certainly not... A big room full of all those people... I can't imagine a worse place to be. A big room full of all those different groups we just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Packed in. Yeah. Some of them high on meth. Some of them sexual predators. Some of them just down, on the, down and
0: out. Right. Some trustafarians who think it's a fun way to live. Yeah. Supervisor Valley Brown along with another supervisor, has been pushing for a triage center that would include a lot where campers could park while the city works to get them housing and services, saying their initial resistance to leaving their cars is understandable.
1: Okay, you're going to end up with RVs from all over the country showing up when you, if they find out there's now an RV park right. that's provided... And you just see I don't see well, how see, you
0: stop that. These two gals are 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 do-gooders, like and and doing good is good, obviously. It's in the name. Um, but they are the sort who are ready to impose their idea of what is doing good on anybody, whether they like it or not. They they lack the capacity for, you know, self knowledge and logic, in my opinion. Their idea is that the reason these people are resistant to the city The city's help, the housing, the programs, whatever, is that you have to build trust. You need to spend time. You have to build trust. They don't feel homeless. They feel like they have something. When you give them a choice between staying where they are or going into a shelter, what would you do? So her idea is if you just work on these people long enough, we'll be able to get them into the housing and the shelters and the rest of it. I think you're nuts. I think a lot of people look at it and they say, no, no, this is better, it's safer, I like it, compared to, you know, anything the city can offer me. We've gotten a couple of texts
1: on this. Uh, Maybe you have some info. 415-295-KFTC. 415-295-KFTC. The riddle of, if you provide more services, you end up with more homeless. That's got to be solved. I might get on board with some of these programs that I don't like now, if you could tell me, it's like we have a border. We have a border on our city or our county. No more homeless people are coming in. We're only dealing with the
0: ones that are here. Well, it reminds me a lot of, you know, the aspect of the immigration debate that nobody is an adult and takes on. You can't have a welfare state and open borders. It will drown you. I mean, that's obvious. Mm. Um, 415-295-KFTC Well, a few line. cities are willing to build a wall like it's medieval Italy. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
0: The conscience of the, of nation. the nation. I wait
2: the go round and round, round
0: night and night. I thought that the, the Today Show made a list of Valentine's gift ideas that included a barista kit, a breakfast sandwich machine, and a Wi-Fi router. <laughs> they're the perfect gifts to make someone think you just robbed the Starbucks. It's just so romantic.
1: Valentine's Day. It's the most romantic day of the year. I don't like the mockery. (laughs) you give your girlfriend or wife a sandwich maker and see how that goes.
0: (laughs) I dare you. A panini maker. It doesn't go well. Hey, this will (laughs) save you time.
1: If this isn't the most romantic day of the year between you and your sweetheart, you're probably not in a good relationship.
0: (laughs) (sighs) Wow. Hey, bringing it all together. Yes. Before we get, uh, get on to the text, I know we got... Uh, I, I I I got a text from a friend and I'll keep this all very vague don't freak out I'm, I'm talking to my friend here romantic bike ride was the idea rode along one of those paths by which a homeless camp has popped up let's start with the people smoking crack move on to a man and a prostitute putting their clothes back on sure then uh, the, so they were in the they were in the moon right then the exp <laughs> Then the explicit and scary cat calling by a group of scary guys? Absolutely
1: not. See, if you're the, Okay, don't get me started. Too late. I've been in city council meetings. I know how I know how people react to this. You're scared riding by that camp. That's you. That's your problem. You're judging people by the way they
0: look. Correct. Yes, that's what all uh, living beasts do. Yeah. It's self-preservation. That is literally universal. Except yeah. among you, whose ideology has so curdled, second use of that word today, has so <laughs> curdled your common Third. sense, you're now incapable of functioning rationally.
1: So I live in a town where they've spent a lot of taxpayer money to make bike paths everywhere. Fantastic. That's absolutely fantastic. You can ride your bike anywhere. Except for now, there's homeless camps on a lot of those bike paths. So you're a crazy person if you uh, ride by there with your kids or you're a woman by those camps, especially at night. You're crazy. And if you do it anyway, you're ignoring all common sense to try to make a political point.
0: So you're saying large groups of desperate men with no known address are... Sometimes unsafe, is that what you're saying? Who
1: are visibly messed up, either mentally ill or on drugs or alcohol, and are, you know, making woo-woo and stuff like that. Right, yeah. This homeless person said to my wife, oh, I know what to do with women like you, And when she went over and tried to get him from bothering the Boy Scouts. Yeah. Police couldn't do anything about it. I mean, what what kind of a world is that? We're just, you know, they have their rights, and they have lawyers, and we can't harass them.
0: It's completely unacceptable. It's crazy. It's, you know what it is? It's lawlessness.
1: Uh, beware the homeless industrial complex, one person said. You do have to, most of the people I've run into, I believe, are unicorn riding <laughs> delusion, etc. Right. But I think they're they seriously are trying to help people. And, and think the way they're going about it is the right way to do it. Right. But they're
0: since, sincere but, at least.
1: But at some point or at some level, there's got to be people who, who, are, who, who realize there is, you could create a homeless industrial complex where there's just a lot of money changing hands. And people are making money, right?
0: You're building things. Right. Yeah. 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 Programs that, you know, you siphon some off or whatever.
1: As a former drug addict homeless guy, it's about where you don't get messed with. In San Francisco, I could get away with murder obviously not literally, but in Fort Worth I'd get my ass beat for doing anything. <laughs> Which did I choose? Yeah, I was thinking about that. You got a, a homeless dude who's obviously messed up, harassing Boy Scouts in a lot of places, he's going to get told to get the blank out of there, get punched in the nose, and then if you call the police about that, they're going to say, hey, leave the Boy Scouts you alone, get, or get out of town. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just different views. Lawlessness, beautiful, super. Um, and we got this, another human foot has washed ashore in Canada. That is correct. the 15th human foot since 2007, or seven and a half pair, if you'd like to look at it that way, since feet generally come in pair, unless you're some sort of freak. Three feet.
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah. Yep. Again, obviously there is a uh, foot bandit at work in the Northwest. You wake up one morning, one of your feet is gone. (laughs) Hey,
1: what you're in your tub of ice with one foot. Right, foot right. right,
0: And a note. Right. Says, what? <laughs> your foot has been harvested. So has this been solved? Kind of, but that would take the fun out of it. And it's a medical thing? Or? Well, no. No, it's lots of people end up dead in the ocean. I mean, not like millions, but certainly quite a few dozen for various reasons, from suicide to boating to whatever. And, uh, and, and as uh, you get nibbled on by sea creatures... And your body returns to the dust, as it says in the good book. Certain parts of you float. And shoes and make detached. it more buoyant. Exactly. Making, bringing the foot They're up to the top. they almost always wearing running shoes. Yeah. Okay. And the, the sea creatures can't eat the shoes, They etc., right. etc. So yep. the restia goes to nourish the fishes. Your feet ends up in British Columbia. <laughs> I'll be darned.
1: What's coming up your news, Marshall?
2: Amazon bales on the Big Apple. We've got another Democratic heavyweight about to enter the race. And the new threat overwhelming the U.S. southern border. Coming up.
1: Fantastic. Marshall's going to a restaurant alone today, hoping to run into someone else that's alone. Oh yeah. That's his Valentine's Day plan. Not a bad plan. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Valentine's Day everybody Buy some $90 roses Have really high expectations That won't be met Go to bed angry That's what I suggest
0: And go back to being what you're always uh, What you usually are tomorrow Which is either good
1: Which is either good or not good uh, let's get the news down with Marcia. Phillip
2: I'll tell you Amazon showing no love for New York City they decided to drop uh, New York as its second headquarters location Wow Am- why wouldn't you look you're gonna put up any resistance there's a lot of cities that yep. bending over backwards for us to be there.
1: I don't know I don't know what all criteria he used to choose New York in the first place right um but apparently uh, the positives didn't o- over uh, outweigh these negatives
2: right? Amazon saying today it's pulling out of the $3 billion deal to bring an HQ2 to Queens. But the company is going to move forward with plans for West Virginia
0: and Nashville and will hire at other tech hubs. Wait, we, what plans for West Virginia Nashville? I don't know about this. West Virginia and Nashville?
2: Uh, Virgi- I'm sorry, Virginia okay. and Nashville. Yeah, because uh, Virginia was, is going to be so their that one, second one I knew, yeah, yeah, the D.C. metro area. but Nashville? Nashville. Yep, Nashville's also oh. been uh, another one of their hubs.
1: Worth pointing out that people from AOC to Tucker Carlson to op-ed pieces in the Wall Street Journal thought it was abhorrent crony capitalism the way it was being handled in New York. Mm. So, you know, there's a lot of people bothered by that.
2: you got to bet that the, def- the tax
1: breaks and everything like right. that.
2: You got to bet the people in Nashville are really dancing in the streets, knowing whoa, we're going to get more jobs.
1: Have you spent much time in Nashville? They're always dancing in the streets.
2: Oh, well, good for them. I'm and glad to hear drunk. it. Drunk. <laughs> All right, the Hill is reporting. Are you ready? Drum roll, please. The Hill is reporting that Joe Biden is almost certain to enter the 2020 <laughs> presidential race. Super. Yeah.
1: I, yeah I, I don't know. Joe's argument is is strong.
0: Yep. My my argument or his? Your argument. That's funny.
1: We're talking, yeah, obviously.
0: My name's Joe as well.
1: Yeah, so that would be confusing for the listener. Yes. Your argument is strong. (laughs) Thank you. And that he's run twice when he wasn't ancient. Right. And he got like 1%. Right. In his own party.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. What? Um, And now that he's completely out of step with his party, it's now or never.
1: But... He speaks more to that Trump voter that could go Obama-Trump, Obama-Trump,
0: better than maybe anybody out there. He was good at being a Veep. Be the Veep again. The Constitution doesn't say anything about being the Veep, right? Wow. You can be at 20 terms in a row.
2: Permanent Veep. One source with direct knowledge of the would-be campaigner's moves telling the Hill, it's pretty clear he's jumping in and he's 95% there. So anyway, I think
1: he'd be a strong uh, national candidate for the Democrats. I just getting the nomination is going to be the hard part. And he's got a long Senate career for them to beat
0: him up on. Oh, and the hashtag Me Too stuff—he's a groper and a hugger and a kisser and a neck sniffer and all sorts of (laughs) stuff from way back. (laughs) He's half a perv. Everybody knows it. He's an old white male. He has a reputation for uh, having wandering hands, and he's an old white guy—the worst sort. Blue pill—the the only race you're allowed to openly hate, like those poor Catholic kids in right. the on the Capitol. The archdiocese founded absolutely nothing wrong. Duh. Everybody said you wanted to punch children in the face. Perhaps now would be a good time for an apology. Blue pills,
2: known as Mexican Oxy, are flooding across the border from Mexico, making Arizona and the rest of the Southwest a hotspot in the nation's fentanyl crisis. Illicit fentanyl smuggled from Mexico into the Southwest. Is an extremely profitable new business for the drug gangs, pushing the synthetic opioid, opioid rather, to the top spot for fatal U.S. overdoses. Yeah,
1: OxyContin, all that sort of stuff, still a problem. People OD'ing on stuff you get from the doctor and getting hooked and everything like that. But the number one killer is this stuff
2: yep. now. The pills that people think of them are much less powerful opioids called oxycodone, or made are made by the Sin, uh, Sinanol, Sinanola cartel. Formerly run by El Chapo. Yes, U.S. officials announced their largest seizure of the drug last month in Arizona. So it is coming in like a wave. And another story that we've got coming up, USA Today is reporting shortly after the feds uh, will, uh, shortly after uh, Paul Manafort is convicted, the feds will, quote, begin selling what's left of Manafort's life, a small fortune amassed through a decade of illicit lobbying work. I'm putting a bid in on the ostrich suits. <laughs> it's going to bring in more money. you guys
1: are about the same height. You could wear his suits.
2: It's going to bring in more money than the Mueller investigation may have cost. Manafort. Wow. Manafort's assets estimated to be nearly $27 million. Mueller's inquiries posted costs for about $25 million.
1: I have the same question with uh, Manafort that I had with El Chapo. So is Manafort going to spend the rest of his life in prison thinking, you know what, I'm happy with the choice. You know, I had a really, really fun life for most of it. No dime Or does he think he wishes, Does he regret it? I doubt he's happy about it. I think he
0: just regrets getting caught, like a lot of criminal liars. He's he's sitting there thinking, if I hadn't said yes to Donald Trump, I'd still be working for loathsome oligarchs. Because
1: there's lots of people who do the sort of stuff he does, right? And they don't end up in jail,
0: right? Yeah.
2: One final note, I don't know if you've heard, but Opportunity is dead. NASA saying goodbye to the Mars rover yesterday after 15 years. Opportunity is
0: dead, everybody. In Trump's America.
2: After 15 (laughs) years of exploration, officially declaring it dead after being unable to contact it since last June. This is a miracle of science, though. They expected the thing to transmit for months, and it transmitted for 15 years. NASA tried one final time to make contact Tuesday night, and then sent a last wake-up song by Billie Holiday, I'll be seeing you. Yeah, they're aware it's a machine, right? Seeing you batteries and circuits
1: and and whatnot,
2: right? In all the old familiar a little weird. Places. Are we supposed to cry or? Bye bye. Apparently, the NASA team was quite emotional. Do we still have its uh, its final message? Oh, the, my batteries! <laughs> my batteries are running low, and it's getting dark. Help me, so cold! Wow, <laughs> that's wow. your news. I'm all alone. <laughs> that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the
1: nation. I gotta believe that technology's advanced so much in the last 15 years, we get a rover up there again, yeah. and and it runs a really really long time, right? The newer sure. stuff we put up there.
0: Oh yeah, with new batteries. Mm-hmm. Of course, we're putting poop, people poop people <laughs> there. Well, if you're putting people there, I mean, let's be realistic. Yes. We're gonna put people on Mars before you know it. Open people.
1: Well, yeah. As all people,
0: right? What are you gonna do about it? Probably plan for sanitation.
1: Probably one of the probably one of the challenges of living on Mars. Certainly. I'm gonna go over behind this rock. (laughs) Look,
0: look that way. That's where the volleyball court is. That's gross. (laughs) Where am I supposed to go? (laughs) See, this is why you have to plan ahead. (laughs) Um, You're
1: listening to the Armstrong uh, and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.
0: The conscience of the nation. We're still together. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: song on Valentine's Day that I happen to know the background of because I read Eric Clapton's autobiography. His wife was waiting, taking way too long to get ready to go somewhere and he was really pissed off and he sat down with his guitar and wrote this song. That's a good vent. He was really angry that she was taking so long to get ready. No man, no man has ever had that experience by the way. Um, We do wonder what you're doing in there though. What so that could, was an angry song. It, well, he was angry at the time he wrote it. Apparently he had the self-control to turn it into a romance about how he gets so messed up she has to drive him home. Um,
0: (laughs) Hey, she's the designated driver.
1: Well, and he's a a drug addict. So we've been talking the morning of this. Andrew McCabe, he was the former FBI chief. He lost his job because he lied to Congress. You lied to everybody, he Lied to all kinds of people firing under oath fired. Yeah, fired by his own Justice Department. But now he's got a book out in which I'm supposed to believe he's telling the truth about uh, being worried about Trump obstructing justice, et cetera, et cetera. Um, he's doing a big, splashy 60 Minutes piece on Sunday and the book comes out and he'll be interviewed everywhere. He's the face of the resistance for right now.
0: At the time of his firing, it was speculated he lied about leaking sensitive information during the 2016 presidential election about the FBI's ongoing Clinton Foundation investigation. McCabe denied any wrongdoing. After he was fired, he wrote an op-ed claiming his, in- his innocence, playing the victim, even justifying the leak by claiming Comey knew about it. His wife, Clinton ally Jill McCabe, took the pages of the Washington Post, the defender of Virginia Senate campaigns from the Hill She also claimed her husband never used his official position at the FBI to bolster her candidacy, but the facts show he used his official FBI email to encourage friendly FBI colleagues to show their support for her. Really? Wow. Then McCabe hired a K Street lobbying firm to set up a legal fund where he raised half a million dollars from sympathetic uh, lefties who viewed his firing as unjust since it happened two days before his retirement. But the truth is, McCabe's lying was worse than previously imagined and cited. Speculation about his lack of candor was overwhelmingly confirmed by the long-awaited OIG report late last week, which showed McCabe's behavior was not only dishonest, but that he lied multiple times under oath to OIG investigators and FBI agents. They concluded his repeated lying was calculated and beneficial to him, not the Bureau or the agents who worked inside it. I quote as detailed in this report, the OIG found that then Deputy Director Andrew McCabe lacked candor, including under oath on multiple occasions in connection with describing his role in connection with a disclosure to the Wall Street Journal. It conducted a. Blah, blah, blah. And
1: I'm supposed to believe when he sits down in these interviews that he is uh, he is the voice of all that is good and decent. Keeping us from the uh, dictatorship of Donald Trump.
0: McCabe then sought to legitimize his actions by falsely claiming that he had told Comey that he authorized the disclosure and that Comey was fine with the decision. He was caught lying four times, three of them under oath.
1: And it's still it's an ongoing criminal investigation as to whether or not this rises to the level of going to jail. That part's not finished yet.
0: Can Um, you imagine if you as a civilian lied to the FBI as many times as he did? you'd be what done. would happen to you you'd be done and ask uh, ask uh, George snufflelo or uh, what's his name Papadopoulos as I've said many times or Michael Flynn or any of those guys as I've
1: said many times and I'm not happy about this I will never look at the FBI the same way. I always looked at the FBI as, if they say it, it's almost certainly true. You know, they don't have a horse in this race. They're just doing what's on the right side of the law. I will be skeptical of everything I hear about the out of the FBI for the rest of my life. And it would seem for very good reason. Am I supposed to believe that this guy, Andrew McCabe, didn't ever lie as, you know, I don't know how, how he came up as a cop or a lawyer or whatever he was. He was an honest person his whole life, just here at the very end. Did he start lying when it served him? Am I supposed to believe that? I find that a little difficult to believe.
0: Right. The first time he or Strzok and Page and company ever engaged in anything partisan was at the very end of their careers. When they got caught. Or it was just because of Trump. Because the Trump thing was yeah. so egregious they had to. And no
1: other points. Okay. You know, in in, in in some cases it might have been, did you fudge the evidence a little bit because you think this guy is such a bad guy, he needs to go to prison, and you know he's guilty. We just don't quite have enough. Mm-hmm. Did they ever do that? Certainly would seem like they're that kind of people. Could be. Could be. Hard to know. That's one of the problems with liars. Right. How much they, I've I've been following this just throughout the morning, the 60 Minutes stuff and everything. Do they spend much time on the dude? You got fired for lying multiple times under oath to FBI agents. That would be bad showbiz, Jack. I'm sure they put it in the story, but it's not getting much attention today,
0: that part of it. Scott Pelley, I'm sure, says, you were accused of lying. What do you say to that? I didn't do it. You didn't do it. Furthermore, McCabe says Trump, <laughs> right. right, they'll they'll touch on it, but they, they won't hit it hard. Hitler, I mean Trump. Oh, That's boy. what they'll say oh on 60 boy. minutes. Oh, no. That's so what they'll be, do, because they're going to go that far. That'd be un, inappropriate. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, he probably ought to go to jail. So a uh, quick couple of polls are out that I found very intriguing. Uh, here's a Fox News poll. Your opinion of, whoops, favorable and unfavorable favorable is lower. Oh, there it is. Okay, I couldn't see the column. Just appeared to be <laughs> Do you have a favorable opinion?
1: Mm, sometimes.
0: Uh uh socialism 25%, capitalism 57%.
1: And like a quick description of those terms by all the people polled. See, that's
0: that's the problem. This well, wait a minute. This is a beautiful role reversal. Usually I quibble about a poll and say the people answering this poll have no idea what you're talking about, what they're talking about. And you say, well, that doesn't matter because they vote. So
1: those are both correct. So both of those things are
0: right. Anyway, favorable uh, uh, opinion of socialism, 25 percent, unfavorable, 59 percent, can't rate 16 percent, capitalism, 57 percent favorable, 28 percent unfavorable, Uh, the opposite really flipped. And uh, that same 15 to 16% said, I don't know. I don't know. Why are you asking me that? It's, I, I told you already, it's a poll. It's thing to eat. It's a poll. <laughs> what message would you like to send to the government? There are limited choices. Be smaller. <laughs> l- 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 leave Me Alone <laughs> has, over the last th- three or four years... Hovered in the low to mid-50s. Leave me alone is the message I would like to send to the government. Lend me a hand is at its low point at 34%. Well,
1: that's interesting. A lot of that has to do with urban and rural areas to a certain extent. Uh, I I grew up in in rural, middle America, and 95% of the people would say, by far, and scream it as loud as they could, leave me alone. Just leave
0: us alone. We're fine. Right. 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 Great example of that. Washington state, the sweeping new gun control measures passed with about 50, well, not about, with 59% of the state's voters. Virtually every single one of them voting yes in an urban area. Well, now you have sheriffs all across Washington state who are refusing to enforce the law. Raises the age for buying semi-automatic rifles, which is most rifles Uh, To 21 from 18, stiffens background checks for purchases of the rifles, imposes new criminal penalties for the unsafe storage of firearms. The most wide-reaching gun control law passed anywhere in the U.S.
1: Wow, the penalties for unsafe storage of firearms.
0: Right. You
1: can't have a gun in your house, loaded, hanging around?
0: Uh, Well, I don't know exactly what's in the law, but uh, at least 16 elected sheriffs say they won't enforce the law because they believe it to be unconstitutional. We'll have more on this tomorrow. It is a serious challenge. Federal versus state, state versus local control, urban versus rural. It's a real test case, Jack. Hey kids, it's that time again. Fire back! With Armstrong and Getty.
1: So cute, adorbs. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Totes adorbs. Let's get a final thought from everybody. What say? Positive, Sean, your final thought? The very first Valentine's Day is believed to have happened in the year 496, thought to have originated from a Roman festival called Lupericalia, uh, which was held between the 13th and the 15th of February.
0: And was a partay. I remember it,
2: Marshall Phillips. Your final thought? I'm heading out for my uh, Valentine adventures. Going to be putting on my sporting coat, my best pheromone laced cologne, slick back my hair, <laughs> and get ready. I have booked a solo reservation at an upscale uh, restaurant to see if my lunch might lead to a dinner with a female
0: solo flyer. Pheromone laced cologne. It's not at all creepy. Michelangelo. Final thought for us? Well, my Valentine's Day will be full of very hot, steamy
2: action tonight. Triple pepperoni pizza. Yes! It may be heart-shaped, but it's still delicious. God,
1: I got a heart-shaped pizza a couple of years ago. It took like an hour and a half to get it because everybody was getting it. And then it had been sitting sideways in the guy's car, so it was all mashed up. If your heart looks like that, see a doctor.
0: Uh, Jack, do you have a final thought for us? Yeah, like an idiot, I'm going
1: to go stand in line at the mall for candy that I knew my wife wanted. It's the same thing she wants every single year. Could have got it yesterday. Could have got it a week ago. But I'm going to stand in line today with the other idiots. So I'm going to say, hey, idiot,
0: how you doing? <coughs> They're going to say, fine, idiot, how are you? While well, the rest of you soft heads uh, celebrate Valentine's Day. I, Joe Getty, am celebrating Frederick Douglass Day. And I will finish with one of my favorite quotes from the great american to suppress free speech is a double wrong it violates the rights of the hearer as well as those of the speaker armstrong and getty I'm out of another loving grueling four-hour workday so many people thank go to armstrongandgetty.com under hot links you'll find the links we talked about today you can email us mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com all of our podcasts are on itunes now or iHeart. Uh, app, wherever you want to find them. There Remember,
1: we if this is not the most romantic day of the year, you're in a bad relationship. See you tomorrow. God bless America.
0: This is... Uh
2: And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done.
0: Thank you, and good
2: night. (laughs) The show's over. What? Bye-bye. Hey, fool, this is Mr. T, and I want to wish everybody a happy Valentine's Day. From one sweetheart to another sweetheart. Love you. Love you, babe.
0: Armstrong and Getty.